Okay, shall we get going? Yep. Crack on. Are we on? Oh, we are. Yeah, okay. we've been on the whole time. Oh, God. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Overly Honest Dads. This is a new podcast aimed at giving you an honest look at what fatherhood is really like. I'm your host, Matt, and I'm joined today by my two good friends, Magnus. Hi. And John. Hello, hello. How you doing, guys? All good. Yeah? I'm okay. Just okay. I'm a father. (laughs) Well, yeah, that is the point of what we're doing here. So, um, welcome to the podcast. Um, This is our first ever episode, and seeing as this is the first time uh, you're listening to us, we thought we'd just introduce ourselves a little bit, tell you a bit about who we are, um, our fatherhood situations, and then we'll get uh, get on with the podcast. So, who wants to go first in terms of introductions? I'll go first. Hi, everyone. This is Magnus here. I am a father of four months. My little one was born on the 21st of January this year. It's been a bit of a roller coaster, to put it lightly. Um, And this podcast will most likely be very cathartic and outlet for all of my demoralization and (laughs) depression, (laughs) shall I say. Not depravity. Um, But yeah, hi everyone, and hi other fellow dads and new dads and dads to be that are listening to this podcast or indeed mums because it could be mums listening as well it could be but yeah. it's not going to be a good idea i agree <laughs> totally well, agree well, you know you know i think we'd like to think that we are going to be inclusive in the way we do things although i'm sure we'll probably express some fairly controversial um opinions at some point um so i mean i'm i'm just to jump in i'm fairly similar to magnus magnus and i became fathers around the same time um my daughter is um uh, about six and a half months and um and yeah much like magnus we've just sort of in the eye of the storm really in terms of uh, in terms of parenting um it's go- going really well it's uh, we got a good baby i think in terms of the baby lottery we we came out of it quite well um it's not ugly yeah well exactly isn't it you know you, you who no one wants to have an ugly baby um but uh, but yeah so like Magnus said, this this will be an opportunity for us to sort of uh, get things off our chest. Also, you know, I think any dad knows that it's hard hard to see your friends when you become a parent, and this gives us an excuse to sort of take over the house and get together on a regular basis, have some beers, and chill out. So it's gonna um, it's gonna serve a lot of purposes, but also hopefully it'll be interesting to listen to as well. Now, John, you're a little bit different from Magnus and I. Um, explain your situation to us and to our listeners. Yeah, so I'm Italian. No, that's not what we're getting at. (laughs) No, I'm uh, I'm a father of three, um, and I became a father earlier than you guys, so it's quite fun watching you guys suffer uh, in a way, (laughs) in a sense that we all worked together at one point, and uh, yeah, I've got three children now, so I've got Christopher, who's eight, Sienna, who's five, and Liam, who's three. Very different personalities, very different pregnancies, very different births, very different experience all over. And it's just a a hell of a ride. But I think it's, I've seen a lot of it. I think I'm probably going to at some point head towards the teenage years, which I'm really worried about. But I think what I've learned so far, what I've seen so far is just amazing. I mean, it's stressful. It ain't easy, but it's, it's pretty amazing. And I think, again, it's a good let your hair down, not that I have much, but be able to <laughs> spend time with my mates and talk about this stuff, it kind of helps, because I think it's, you don't really, guys are men, we don't talk sensitive stuff, but I think we go, everybody goes through this when you have a, a kid, and mums really talk about it, and I don't think guys do that much, so for me to have an outlet as well, same as Mag and Matt, is a great thing. 
Good stuff. Thank you, John and Magnus. So um, for the first three episodes, we are going to cover some of the big, uh, big topics in terms of uh, getting pregnant, what pregnancy is like. Obviously, well, we didn't get pregnant ourselves, but our uh, our wives slash girlfriends did. Yeah, well, I don't think we need to go into that <laughs> level of detail. I mean, some things can be left in the bedroom, I think, uh, or the living room or wherever you want to do it. Um, and so, yeah, we're going to cover pregnancy for the first episode. Second episode, we're going to talk about giving birth. And for the third episode, we are going to talk about the first you know week or two after you get uh get the kid home so we're going to hit upon all these big things and i think one thing that's definitely been playing on my mind thinking about these subjects is that you know for a man there's only a limited amount you can do um in terms of pregnancy you, you we can't carry the baby not unless you carry your wife and you probably don't want to carry your wife while she's pregnant um that's not safe um and so you know and same with birth as well there's a limited amount you can do but it's still important to talk about this stuff because you know your role as a father or father to be is still an important one and so i think it's worthwhile sort of discussing what our experiences were like where they were similar where they were different and anything amusing yeah. that came it's out it's not just them. about ejaculation basically it's Thank a bigger part than that. Thanks, John. <laughs> Thanks for that really important contribution. <laughs> so, so that's I know my role, man. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> so, so let's crack on. Um, we're going to be back in a moment to talk about our experiences of getting our wives pregnant and, um, and the resulting pregnancy. Um, speak to in you in a bit. detail. <laughs> Welcome back to Overly Honest Dads. Um, so now we're going to talk about pregnancy, um, how we got our other halves pregnant. <laughs> there uh, was sex involved. Yeah, there, there, there was, um, controversially. Um, and we're going to sort of talk about how what the experience was like of uh, supporting our partners whilst they were pregnant and all of the fun that that entailed. Um, so the f- first question I'm going to throw out to you guys, how long were you trying for before you got pregnant we'll go to john first on this well two accidents and the girl was searched for so um <laughs> what do you so, mean searched for like, like basically oh so long story so the the first i don't think we were looking i think she was maybe looking even though she says she wasn't and then all of a sudden she was uh pregnant when, when you say looking what do you mean by looking she was looking to have a kid we so, were sort of I, I think i wasn't ready and I think I got ready the moment the news came out. But she was more shocked than I was. I was quite manly about it. I was like, she'd like the pregnancy test. And I was like, yeah, we can deal with this. And she was like, oh my God, we're pregnant. And I said, oh, we can deal with this. And the baby's born is a different story. But yeah, that was the uh, the experience. So with the girl, we looked for a girl. Okay. So she bought this weird Victoria Beckham book about the positions to have girls and... Or this Victoria, Victoria, Victoria Beckham recommended a book that she used to have a girl. Okay, and she read this book, and then we there are certain positions uh, and uh, things you do. Okay, so I need to ask about this. So Magnus and I both have daughters. Yeah, you know that there are only children so far are daughters. Yeah. So what positions were recommended? Uh, Missionary, obviously. Okay, (laughs) but it's not that. It's having it towards the end of ovulation. Because towards the end of ovulation, the male sperm apparently is the first one that dies off, and female sperm are a little stronger, mm-hmm. and uh, they carry on. So I think that was that was a trick to it. Uh, but yeah, so we had a girl, and then the third one was a surprise. They gave me a heart attack because we were <laughs> both of us weren't expecting a third, and it was just sort of uh, yeah, he's beautiful. We call him Liam. Oops, 
because that's his uh, middle name. Uh, no, we love him. He's amazing. But it was an absolute shock. We that's not going to affect him in adulthood. No, no, no. <laughs> he won't listen to this. He doesn't care about his dad. He'll be fine. <laughs> no, when he's a teen anyway. Okay, so let's go back to the first child, Christopher. So yeah. you say your wife was looking for having kids at this point. So are we talking like putting holes in your condoms? Are we talking about like, you know, deliberately not taking the pill? Was the, was the deception involved, John? I, I, I don't want to say there was because if she listens to this, she'll crucify me, but I think there was. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think there was a, she had a whole big plan in her head by when she wanted to have the first kid, when she wanted to have the second kid. And I'll tell you what, plan fit and the way we are right now the age we are right now it's exactly how she planned it and she can tell me she didn't plan this shit but fuck me we hit every spot mate it's the same for me as well she wanted to get pregnant before she was 30 she became pregnant when she was 30 so this is following to her plan as well yeah yeah fair enough you know i did a completely different one with this now i was the one that was more interested in having a kid than Alex was uh-huh. it might be surprising to a lot of people not but not people know Alex but yeah my wife Alex she she wanted to have kids at some point but I was sort of approaching my mid-30s and I was I, like I don't want to be an old dad I've always wanted to be a dad as well like it's always something I wanted to do and crucially as well you know you hear a lot of stories out there about people trying for an awfully long time to yeah. get pregnant and struggling to do so or um or to not being able to do so at all you know maybe going through rounds of IVF um, I'm sure we've all known people who've been yeah. through that. And so I, I kind of wanted to, you know, get cracking, mm. as it were. And um, and it happened really quick, um, the f- first time of trying. Um, but but your, your experience was fairly similar in that regard, wasn't it, Magnus? Absolutely, yeah, it was pretty much the same. Um, however, I don't know if you used uh, ovulation trackers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Alex had an app. Yeah, so yeah. same here. I don't know what it was. We called. didn't have apps when I was when we had the kids. Like oh. there was no apps. There was just the stick thing. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. This was a, a long school. time ago, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Steam engines. Yeah. <laughs> Before the industrial revolution, uh, the the app that we had, if I remember correctly, it was the, the logo for it was was a drop, like a blood drop. I just always remember that um, ovulation, of course. I know, and uh, she had timed it perfectly. And I think that I I just went in for the kill. It was either <laughs> the first, <laughs> the, the first or second attack, and it, yeah, it, it just it just worked. I remember when she she woke me up and told me that she was pregnant, and I I think Matt we we had, had a night out. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was the night before, wasn't it? Yeah, and I I, I came back and I wasn't in the right mind <laughs> for, for, for learning such information, and uh, I remember she beat the pillow. Just next to me, she's like, Magnus, I'm fucking pregnant. <laughs> and yeah, it's it just too, too too much to take in at the time. Um, but yeah, you know, go, going back to your point, it was after the, the first or second yeah. shot, which is, is always nice, isn't it? So I just want to tell you how much of a shock it was for me to have kids. So I'm going to be very open, it's overly honest, dads. I was born with one nut. What? <laughs> <laughs> that is no lie. And I did not think that's, I could have kids. That's quite a share, John. D- yeah, that is quite a share. But You're going to gonna honest, have to prove it. Uh, I can take a picture. We post it on a website. I don't know. I've got um, hands. <laughs> no, but I just didn't think we could have... I honestly did not think I could have kids. Honest to God, did not think I could have kids. I grew up with the idea that it weren't going to happen. Mm. Um, and then the first game. And then the second, I thought, well, are we going to be trying for a little longer? Nope. First time. 
and then the third came by accident so i i yeah highly dangerous sperm (laughs) you just have one super ball yeah you have one super ball yeah it's kind of like how you know if like one of your senses is taken away like if you're blind (laughs) you can hear better it's like if you if you only have one ball that one ball just becomes super potent and strong it's like daredevil you've got a daredevil I got their devil nerd. Well, uh, after vasectomy, which is something we'll talk about on another episode, uh, yeah, that that doesn't happen anymore. But yeah, whack that out. Fair <laughs> enough. So, we, so just to row back slightly, so we talked about getting pregnant, and Magnus, you brought up the pregnancy apps, and that's a really good point because if you are trying to get pregnant, the it comes a point where you're essentially having sex by appointment. And I've known, you know, other couples who've maybe tried for a long time, and they're they're going at it all the time. Um, I had, I had a couple of friends who were living together and their partners were coming around and couples were just nipping upstairs to have sex because they were ovulating <laughs> then coming downstairs you know like nothing's happened so well they were coming of course <laughs> well john um so how did you feel about having sex on appointment magnus because we, me and you must have had that same experience you, you do make a very good point however because i didn't have many appointments <laughs> I, I wasn't able to experience that boring dystopia yeah but it's still a bit strange when you're because obviously there's no not really passion involved or if there is passion you're kind of finding it by accident yeah. whilst you're going through the act which and it's a very strange thing i mean obviously being able to plan these things out is a is a positive thing mm. you know it allows you flexibility and how you do things you're not having your pregnancy dropped on you as a surprise but it's still a strange old thing that's just weird appointments yeah no with the with the with the whole book thing i was just like can we just like did it like we did it the other time like <laughs> just like just go at it i'm sure it will happen type of thing and if it doesn't it doesn't mm. um I, I don't know the whole book reading stuff and she was really into it and now there's apps i didn't even know about this ovulation app stuff man that's mind blowing. yeah but actually you hit upon an important point there because you know i've i've known from other couples that it is it gets really stressful if you're trying a lot you know you're trying again and again and it goes on for months i think that the stress you, people feel as a result of that and the pressure they feel makes it less likely that yeah. they'll get pregnant and i've definitely heard stories of people who've been trying for a while and then kind of stopped trying and just kind of chilled out and and uh, and maybe lived a little less healthily than, than when they were trying and then all of a sudden it happens and and you know i think the psychology of it is, yeah. is kind of an important part but let's um let's move on let's talk we hit upon it briefly but let's talk about the moment that you find out that your partner's pregnant so it's been a while ago for you john but can you can you try and cast your mind back and tell us how you felt you know just the, the raw emotion the first thought that popped into your mind when you found out that you were going to be a dad I think the, with Christopher, it happened, it was a shock, but I was sort of, oh, I can handle it. I would, you know, your childhood mentality as a guy is like, oh, I can deal with it, I can deal with anything. Oh, it doesn't matter. I didn't quite think about it. It was just great news. It's fine. I didn't quite put enough thought into the amount of life that would go into growing a kid. I mean, I think you guys are older than me. I mean, if you got to think about it, I had, I had Christopher when I was younger than you guys are when you, you've had your kids. And I think for me, it was more of a, here at the moment, she's pregnant. Cool. Yeah, we'll deal with it. It's fine. I think the responsibility kicked in with the third. When she was pregnant, I was already a bit older and I was like, I'm going to go for a drive. Like literally that was my reaction. I need to go for a drive. I left the house and drove and I needed to think because the responsibility hit me. It was three kids. It wasn't two kids, three kids. 
I mean, you're taking a gamble. Smart ones going to university. I'm not going to be able to afford to send them all. Like that kind of thing. All everything goes through your head, and that level of responsibility, the impact, came the moment she said, "I think I'm pregnant again." And I was like, "Sorry," <laughs> and it was just all all the air kind of gets out of you because you're like, "How am I going to provide?" Do you know what I mean? I think that was the the big responsibility, kind of you know, already two kids. We were just fine in the flat we were in. And all of a sudden, there's like three kids. Ed automatically got to move house, got to do this, got to do that. And it all starts kicking in and the responsibility is huge in a way. And I think you guys were in different moments in your lives when you had the first, you were more organized about it. I think for us, it was more of a surprise. I was younger, didn't really, it was like, oh, this is great. It'd be amazing. And I think the responsibility really hit me more on the third. And the second was so planned that it was, you know, on appointment, you know, like once or twice and then she got pregnant and it was you know sort of one and done type of thing and we knew we wanted uh, a baby but yeah that was uh that was the ride so yeah so. fair enough now i remember i don't think i'll ever forget when it happened for us like you know so you know how the first trimester s- symptoms for for a woman involve you know like tiredness um nausea and all that sort of stuff so pretty much as soon as alex technically got pregnant before before we knew about it she was displaying those symptoms and we decided upon uh, uh the saturday morning we we're gonna go out and do do the test but like i really suspected it and so and i was like hyper uh conscious of all of alex's behaviors around that time so before we'd actually done the test and like every time she went for an early night or felt a little bit ill i was like mm, she's pregnant isn't she and then you know i went off bought the test from the local pharmacy bought it back she pissed on it which is <laughs> <laughs> which is what happens it's the action and you know alex actually made me go she left it on the shelf in the bathroom and made me go in first to see it and i'll never forget that moment when i saw that she was pregnant because one i felt really macho for having done it on the first attempt uh, oh, there, are, cock. there are very few times in life where i can feel macho because i'm not a very macho man but that was one of them and um and then yeah you just have this rush of emotion like it was just every emotion at once mostly happiness but like you just everything coming at you and alex was in a state instantly she was crying and like happy but just overcome with emotion but it's such a big moment and the thing i probably re- remember enjoying most about that day was telling my mum and my dad because like obviously me and Alex when we calmed down we were very happy but from that moment of telling them because we weren't going to tell anyone else but I think your mum and dad you tell fairly soon after you get pregnant especially when it's your first and just hearing how happy they were was just you know one of the best parts of that early process I suppose Uh, no uh, agreed Um, I'm just listening to you both here and you're talking about the the emotions you went through. Uh, it, it was, and I'm 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 living this. I'm reliving this now. It, it was it was a cacophony of emotions. Good um, it, it, You know, it, it was really really difficult to be able to handle it at the time, um, especially when you're massively hungover. <laughs> see. Um, so we we had been trying not for for not very long at all. Romana had said that she wanted kids. Before she was 30, she'd hit 30 last year, and it was go time. We, we kind of had to, to do it. So she downloaded the app and we, we went for it. It wasn't, it, it wasn't the most pleasurable thing because the passion is kind of taken out of it, isn't it? Yeah. You know, like you said, when it's on, on, on appointment. Um, 
kind of fun, but you know, it is what it is. So we 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 went for it, and I think on the the, the second attempt, is it the first or second? I really don't remember anymore. She confirmed that she was pregnant, and she did the whole thing where she woke me up, uh, said she was pregnant, told me to go to the bathroom, and the pregnancy test was neatly placed on the mantle, and there it was, pregnant. So my experience of that was slightly different with Christopher, and there's one thing my wife doesn't remember doing, but she had done the pregnancy test, and she goes, oh my god, I'm pregnant, and put the fucking thing so close to my face, where I'm just like, you just pissed on this. <laughs> that was literally what I was thinking, I was like, I can't ruin the moment, but she's just pissed on this, let me just like kind of stand back a bit, and it was it was just such an awkward thing, and it was just like, oh, that's great, get the fucking thing out of my face. <laughs> See, at, at the time, you don't think about that, but I did when she had five laid up on the mantle, and we had our cleaner coming in, cleaning the bathroom, and there's five piss-soaked <laughs> pregnancy tests, and it becomes acutely apparent that there is piss everywhere. Um, so... She, she 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 did that. We, we she showed me that she was pregnant, and it, to be honest, guys, it it didn't feel real. It was far too surreal for me. You know, um, I I, it, it, I I just couldn't get it to sink in at all. So we I I remember that we went to uh, the you know where you get your the scan. Yeah. We, we we got we got it done privately, uh, and even after I think three months, we, it still wasn't something which I could get a grasp on. Um, but yeah, it, that, so when that did whole you, time... When did you be able to get a grasp on it, would you say? When Quinn was a month old. Really? It took that long? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, well, I, you know, when she was born, I didn't have a connection with her, really. Yeah. She, she yeah. was just this weird alien creature. And I know this is something really big for, for, for dads um, and fathers. They don't have... Some of them don't have that emotional connection. Some do, when a kid pops out. They will feel something instant, just like their mother, um, just like their, their partner will, uh, the mother of their child. But a lot of the time, the fathers don't. Mm. So With my daughter, I struggled, actually. Yeah. I didn't have that connection with my daughter. I had it with my son the first, and I had it with Liam, because mm. he was an incubator, bless him, rough birth. But, um, but yeah, with Sienna, I struggled. I struggled, that connection wasn't quite there initially, because it was a girl... Just don't know quite how to hold girls, and it's a girl, and it's so fragile. Well, you don't yeah. hold girls any differently than I know, you hold a boy. Like they, they might have different bits, but yeah, no, but that doesn't really change how you hold them. Uh, like, you're not grabbing a, your, your boy by his balls, are you? No, I mean, no, but it, it's just a different How would experience. you grab a girl by her? No, carry on. What <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the fuck is wrong with you guys? <laughs> right. Anyway, let, let's bring this back. So, um, Magnus, you actually raised an interesting thing that she's talking about, the scan. Mm. So, obviously, you get pregnant. Uh, well, we don't. Our partners do get pregnant. And then there's a wait. So, you know you're pregnant, but there's going to be a gap of quite a few weeks until you kind of confirm everything so the pregnancy test is positive yeah. but i think is the what's the stat is it like a third of pregnancies don't progress to full term so something along those lines yeah. yeah so you've got a lot of risk in those opening opening sort of 12 weeks and so although you're obviously very excited by the news you can't take anything for granted at that point um and um and then you have the scan where hopefully you confirm everything's okay so John, do you remember Christopher's first scan? Were you there? Yeah, yeah, yeah I was there. And was how there. was it? It was, it was amazing. It was, 
at first I thought it was going to be like the Friends episode where I was like, I can't see it. I thought it was going to be that, and I was like, I could see him clearly. And uh, even though it was his umbilical cord, I was like, oh, look at his big dick. And <laughs> how many and we weeks? didn't know it was a boy. No, we didn't know it was a boy because you don't know that early. Um, but it was just... How many uh, weeks did you get the scan? Though? Oh, God, yeah, dude. Eight years ago, mate. I yeah. can't remember. No, I love was, him. But it was probably 12 weeks. Probably. Yeah, I'd yeah. imagine. But you couldn't tell the sex yet. Okay. Um, you can tell the sex, I think, in the second or the third one. But yeah. it was amazing because I, I thought I wouldn't be able to tell. And then I could just clearly see a baby. And it was just sort of like, wow, that's, that's me. That's... Ooh. Yeah, that's bringing back memories here, dude. Oh my word! Yeah, yeah. we didn't do the 3D one though. So the 3D one had just come out, and you'd only get it on private. So we yeah. were doing it for the NHS. They didn't really do 3D, mm. and it was just sort of like 2D, Super Mario version. But it was cool, man. I loved it. It was amazing. ASCII baby. Yeah, yeah. I I do remember the scan very very well. The the first. 12 week scan it is mm-hmm. the one before you find the gender the month yeah. before um, yeah we, we got it done privately and uh, that that's that's when it started to become real it, I, I, I remember looking at the screen and seeing this form a human form in front of me and I was very surprised you could even distinguish uh, a human fetus at that that point I thought it took a little bit longer but it, it, it doesn't and I remember having this overwhelming sense of, and I can only describe it as such, imposition. This creature okay. coming into my life <laughs> and taking it over. And I, I know it's very, very early on yeah. to feel that way, but that's how I felt. So you felt your daughter was an invasive species, essentially Absolutely. like Japanese knotweed or something. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Like decrease yes. the value of your property. <laughs> <laughs> Damage the foundations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know it's harsh to say. But that that is how I felt. And well, this is all about being honest. So you know that's you know this is the idea of this. So be as honest as you want to be. We 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 had been planning for for some time. We we got into this uh, it, 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 uh, into a stage of our careers where we were comfortable financially. We were settled. We've been around the world. We've done everything that we needed to do. The only piece of the jigsaw puzzle that we needed left was a child. And it was more so Romana that wanted a kid. I was just going with the flow. Sorry, Romana. Um, and t- to be honest, I've, I, I, you know, I don't think I, I was ready for it. I don't think I, I ever no would have been ready, ready for, for it. it. Ever, right? I think I was. No. Yeah, yeah. Really? I always, yeah, I really wanted it. Okay. I knew, I, I knew it was what I wanted to do. Um, and it's like I said to you earlier, like Alex wanted kids, but I think she would have, wouldn't have, would have been happy to wait a couple of years. But for me, it was something that I thought we should get started with. And thankfully, now Alex is very you know happy with everything. She it was never under duress, like she's never not not doing it reluctantly or anything. Um, but but yeah, no, I definitely felt ready for something more at that point in life. Like got bored to a little bit of all the going out and drinking not that that's you know not fun but I was ready for another level of responsibility I suppose you are the first person from my friends group that I know who said uh, male who said that they were ready for children that's very I, impressive I, I will say that for listeners out there Matthew does have two degrees 
He is very smart, and he does know it all, so he's ready oh, for life in general. I, I, I wouldn't say that no, that is... No, what I will say, what I will tell you is that I wish I had the patience and the poise that Matt has, <laughs> because that is one thing the man has. And when he says he's ready, it's because he's been thinking about it for about 10 years before. He's like, yeah, I was ready. Yeah, well, that, that's yeah. definitely true. I've been thinking about I think it for most, a long time. most of us guys are like, oh, oh, I came, oh, shit, you're pregnant. I think that's <laughs> sort of normally <laughs> what happens. Yeah, everyone's got a different path to take, don't they, to this stuff. Um, and it was definitely getting to a point with me where a lot of my friends had kids. Um, uh, you know, you know, you already had kids. You weren't far behind us. Mm-hmm. And now I think every one of my good friends that's straight and male is a dad. Like, there's really no one left anymore. So there you go. But yeah, I'll, I'll talk a bit about what the scan experience was like for me because there's one thing that really st- st- sticks out. So you guys know when you have a kid and the kid pops out, their personality kind of comes across pretty quickly, doesn't it? Like even if they're a newborn baby, you get aspects of their personality just from how they are. Now I reckon I saw that from the very first scan because Amelie was just almost jumping up and down in the womb as soon as uh, as soon as we could see the images of the scan. She just like jumping up and down and was all manic and uh, the two scans that we had, the uh, what what they called the people that do the scan ultrasound sonographer sonographer thank you Magnus um, so the sonographer commented about how crazy Emily was behaving inside the womb she was just going she's going sick you know <laughs> <laughs> and and the nice thing is like she's now that she's you know popped out and is around six months old that you can see that in her she's always active she's always like she's a quite a happy baby a smiley baby she smiles at everyone she's she's you know um, kind of a bit restless I suppose and that's how she she came across in the womb as well and I think it was just really nice seeing almost like a bit of a personality when she was just a tiny alien blob that was living inside my wife's <laughs> belly you know strange alien stuff blob. <laughs> well they are aren't they they look bloody yeah. weird they, yeah, um, they do they do. They do. Um, so let's talk about how the pregnancy progresses actually specifically how your roles changed so we were both. We were all with our partners for a while before getting pregnant. So, how long were you with Elisa for, John, before she got pregnant? Well, it wasn't a while, man. Because uh, we got together, we broke up. I went through a rough period in my life. We got back together, got married in three months, and about six months later, she got pregnant. So, oh, so that was quick. quite quick. Yeah, that was quite quick. It all just happened really quickly. But, but we were already in like a bit of a routine in terms. Yeah, of yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So, 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 I'm kind of interested in how these routines change. Like, because I'm, I'm guessing that you both took on more responsibility around the house. Yeah. That you tried to make things easier. So, what did that look like for you? I was already very domesticated. I ironed and cleaned and then whatnot before. I mean, to be honest, she couldn't cook before she had kids. It was always me cooking. So I didn't really take a lot more responsibility. So you're already doing that stuff. I was already doing that stuff. But I think the aspect was the emotional aspect, the occasional weird tears that would come out of her. Like I, we were having a cornetto. I gave her the end of the cornetto. She looked at me, she grabbed the end of the cornetto, goes, this is real love, and burst into tears. I'm like, oh shit, what do I do here? <laughs> like, why is she crying? <laughs> that was the hormones everywhere, and every pregnancy she was like that. That was the managing the the, the tears was the biggest thing. It was like, I'm going to give her a pen, she'll fucking cry for two days. Like, Jesus. <laughs> Just to confirm, this wasn't the chocolate bit at the end of yes, the cornetto. Yes, the chocolate bit at the end of the cornetto. She burst the, into tears. This is inch. real love. I'm like... Is it? <laughs> that is quite a sweet gesture, though, because the chocolate bit at the end—that's that's 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 a highlight for me of, in a cornetto scenario. Yeah, yeah but you're not going to cry that. about it, are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Magnus, you would not share that bit of chocolate. Oh no, no, Magnus has a sweet tooth. 
yeah. So Magnus, how was your? How did your situation change? Yeah, it, it just went to shit. <laughs> just overly honest, Dad. That, that. Yeah, it just yeah yeah yeah. It just absolutely utterly went to shit. Um, so I, I took on as much responsibility as, as I could, and Romy breastfed and just stayed at the front of the house with with the baby. Oh, but I'm talking about like well, during pregnancy. Oh, during we're pregnancy. Talking about during pregnancy. Oh, yeah, it, it went to shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's convenient. Yeah. So uh, Romy was a really good pregnant woman. Can I say that? Yeah, she, of she, you can. she was. She was pretty good. So yeah, she. That's got, was my wife. I mean. Yeah, same as your wife. She, she was pretty good during you know morning sickness and all that kind of thing. It didn't really affect her as much and when it did she was a bit of a trooper did you get involved with the throwing up part cleaning up or any of that did you she, any... she didn't puke no no same with alex she, she, she wasn't sick at any point she was nauseous and we couldn't we couldn't walk down the fish aisle in the supermarket because we'd have to go straight home if she smelt fish uh-huh. uh, but yeah aside from that like the the, the, the the nausea then she was fine no no vomits at all so can i ask did 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 your did your partners have cravings and things yep. that they couldn't taste and smell because yep. i don't think we had that yeah she had all of that it was Sorry. just fish, really, for, for Alex. Um, I think I cooked cod for dinner one night, and that set her right <laughs> off. And then, like, I was banned from eating tuna, uh, couldn't walk down the fish aisle in the supermarket, or past the fishmongers on Essex Road where we were living. I'm just drying my hand on a radiator. <laughs> <laughs> she ever pisses you off, you know what to do. Yeah, <laughs> just, Jesus. yeah just put a kipper underneath a pillow. <laughs> That'd have been very yeah, mean. Yeah. But, but yeah, um, we yeah the the routine it 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 just was a bit chaotic. Uh, we started to accumulate things in the house, uh, baby stuff as as you mm-hmm. do. The house started yeah. to become somewhat unnavigable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that, that's difficult, and then that starts to mess with your mind. You know, um, so uh, Romy she started to become immobile towards the final trimester as well. You know, anything below knee height just wasn't really working um so i took on as much responsibility as i could i was doing a lot of driving a lot of nighttime driving getting random things that she needed here and there you know when she would feel peckish i would just run and yeah so um i would say that she did continue to cook she's a far better cook and more efficient cook did you offer to cook magnus or did you just not offer and hope that she would keep on cooking? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Well, I, I no, I, 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 I will admit to you, I, I, I can cook, um, and the way I cook just is just fucking want to. It's uh, you know, it's a telephone number. Yeah. Um, it's a Domino's. <laughs> is how I cook. Damn. Nah, I um, like she had the cravings. She had the throwing up. I was holding the hair and everything, man. Like the whole nine yards Ooh. like she hasn't eaten Chinese since the first pregnancy really? she had Chinese during the pregnancy she was like I'm not sure if I like the smell of it she had two bites and then just like vomed uh, on the way out of her cousin's house and then hasn't eaten Chinese since has not touched it um, wow yeah yeah just just there's some things that used to set her off like that and then but then there was just like the random cravings I want chicken kebab. It's like, darling, it's like, I know chicken. Okay, I'll go get chicken kebab. (laughs) You just go and do what you're told because otherwise you get stabbed. Um, (laughs) Did you ever mock your wife when she was pregnant? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Every guy does it. (laughs) Especially when she was super huge and couldn't move around. (laughs) 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 Fucking dinosaur. (laughs) Yeah. 
I mean, as long as you don't do it in a cruel way, I mean, because you, you need to keep a sense of humour about you in those situations, like male and female, um, because if you take it all too seriously and you forget to to laugh at yourself, then, then it can be really awful and stressful. I've got a question for you guys. Did you find your partners attractive when they were huge? Tits are massive. Yes. Babylon. Yeah, but, yes, aside from Babylon's, but I mean the the glow which everyone says yeah, that they have, the and just the, the, the just the way they hold themselves as a pregnant woman because the they don't do it very often. Yeah, the glow is good. What I found strange is you know that um, women have hormones that come out of the top of their head, and that's you know something that it smells really nice. You know when you smell a woman's hair when you see a wife and mm, very all nice and good. That smell goes away at first. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but for the first trimester, that smell completely goes away because the hormones that are causing the lovely smell to come out of the top of your wife's head, uh-huh. they're used, being used elsewhere to set the body up for pregnancy. I don't and sniff so, my wife enough, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I didn't notice that. Do you not that. have it when you like lie on the sofa or something and like they, they're cuddled into you and their head is sort of below your head and so you, they, you can't get the top of their head in? Am I talking... <laughs> yeah, I, I don't sit on top of my wife going yeah, I, oh I, you smoke good today that, like, yeah. I, I, none of that happens I'm afraid mate that's just uh, that's well, we, we lie on the sofa and have cuddles whilst we watch TV is that uh, yeah, yeah, but no, sniffing no. your wife that's, oh, uh, that's I'm not sniffing it's just her head is in my face <laughs> you, 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 and so I, it's I unavoidable un- yeah I can understand where you're coming from like the, oh, the smell the would shampoo, be noticed yeah, but, uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't know about the, 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 the natural smell I, I don't know about you but Romana says I've got a nice natural smell around the neck area I've had that before from other women okay as well I've never so smelled your neck you can we can do it but you're not a woman <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so maybe it's the same thing that you had I didn't smell anything yeah. from, from her nah it's strange but I mean I think the glow is a definite thing when pregnant mm. women yeah uh, you know it's uh, it it's a definite thing but I mean for me you know you know there's a pregnancy fetish out there that of certain, course. certain men get pregnancy lactation childbirth no 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 that, yeah. i made that one up the childbirth one yes yeah that's... nobody <laughs> <laughs> but but like i definitely can't empathize with that you know like i can't empathize with people who find pregnant women sexy that's not something that's you know on, yeah, on, on my personal radar a, nope. at all cool we all we all agree upon that okay, yeah fine um so look, i'll be candid with you before romana became pregnant before she started to to fit into her pregnant body I did not find pregnant women aesthetically pleasing. And that was not something that I went out of my way to feel. It was just, okay, she's pregnant. Hmm. I, I, that, yeah, I, I, I don't know many people that agree with me on that, but I, I didn't really find it that pleasant, to put it kindly, which is probably very controversial to say. However... Once Romana became pregnant and she filled out her pregnant body, I thought she looked absolutely fantastic. And now when I see a pregnant woman, I think they look great. I think they genuinely look so goddamn beautiful. So I I don't understand the reason why I felt that way before. But now it's fixed itself. I think she looked really, really good and so do other pregnant women. Yeah. Well, it's an amazing thing they go through um, and just the fact that their bodies adapt and change the way they do. It is... Just yeah, it's just an amazing thing to witness. You w- watch a woman's body and her mind also to an extent, you yeah. know, change significantly. And they do things that are so impressive. Like I, 
I can't empathize with it because I've never been through it myself, but having been there next to Alex as she went through it all, you just can't. I think if you don't come out of it with a tremendous admiration for the strength of women, mm-hmm. then you've missed the point somewhere along the line. I don't yeah. know what you guys think about that, but certainly yeah, I that's completely what I agree. came out with. Agreed. Completely agree. It's, uh, it's amazing. To be honest, there's one aspect that you, you just raised, the way the human body, body changes. The uh, So listeners out there both me and my wife have ms it's a neurological disease but uh basically when a woman get that has ms gets pregnant the ms shuts off the body because she's pregnant the body would automatically shut off the ms all system symptoms go away all goes back to normal for the pregnancy right after the pregnancy real danger that you might have another ms fit so to say but it's just amazing that the human body, a woman's body, would just go pregnant, auto correct everything. You're going to be fine. Everything is going to be protected. Baby's protected. Mom's protected. That was amazing. When we found it out, I'm just like, how? And it's just like, oh, we don't know. The sort of that's what happens when a woman gets pregnant. The way the body changes, the way the body adapts, it's, it's amazing to watch in that sense. It's uh, it's really cool. That 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 is that is really bloody amazing. Actually, um, that would also piss me off. To think that the body will shut off MS, yeah, and then and then let it come back after his fucking body yeah. doing that. Um, but if, for, for for the um, for for the fathers out, or should I say, fathers to be out there, when you go to the the courses, if you're going to do that, when you read up about pregnancy, the changes that will happen to your to your partner, and what you will witness, it it genuinely is a shade short of magic. It's insane. The, the way their body changes, the way they handle it, just in a stride, they all seem to. Um, it really is a beautiful thing, and you probably will see something else in your partner, uh, something new, because I'm sure that we all did as mm-hmm. well. Um, it, it's it's just a beautiful thing. It really is an absolutely beautiful thing. It is indeed. And well, I think every woman has a different experience. I mean, I've known some people who have difficult pregnancies, and it'd be, you know, if we didn't acknowledge that, you know, it'd be a shame because some, I know uh, one uh, friend of a friend who um, had really bad hips during their pregnancy, and so they'd struggle just to sit down. Um, and, you know, pregnant women, especially in the third trimester, want to sit down. But imagine if sitting down puts you in pain. You know, and uh, not, not all bodies can adapt to pregnancy as well as the others. So, mm. I mean, I think we have to acknowledge that, that we've all been quite lucky in our experiences yeah, so very. far. Um, I there, agree. There are a lot of people out there who aren't quite as fortunate in terms of, the, of, of their own experiences. Um, but yeah, um, so I think the, the last thing I want to touch on before before we wrap up this episode is the third trimester. Because, I mean, so, I mean the way that it usually goes, isn't it? The fir- first trimester, you have the morning sickness, tiredness. The second trimester is the pregnancy honeymoon, so you know the the f- first trimester symptoms go away, but they're not yet as heavy as they will be later on. And then third trimester hits, and it's just a, it's just tough. Yep. Um. So who wants to go first on third trimester, John? Yeah, I'll go first. I mean, there's uh there's a few things to be aware. It's the mood swings. I don't know if you guys witnessed that. That was that was a bit weird. The the other thing about the body changing when it gets to the third tri- trimester, there is one aspect that we were giggling about earlier, but the bush comes alive because they can't shave and it becomes oh, to shave their legs so and other well, parts of their body. That's not where I thought you were going with that. <laughs> no. but, I mean, you know, if that's important to you. Well, it was a bit surprising. She's she's very 
anti-hair and all of a sudden it was like you have a bush now that's interesting but obviously overly pregnant you know there's things that they can't do i mean there's stuff like that boys be prepared out there if you're waiting for a kid things are going to happen in fair trying that you're not ready for and then to be honest not being able to move i mean my wife is teeny tiny she's very short and god knows how she's given birth to three kids but teeny tiny overly pregnant big babies as well i don't know how the hell she'd done that but it's um you know third trimester was literally spoon feeding near enough she really struggled um at one point it was uh, it was pretty difficult it's quite nice because her family came over from italy and they helped out but it was difficult um i think one thing that the three of us can relate to is the fact that all of us live in a in a big city none of our families are that close to us uh from a, a location point of view True. and it's literally a teamwork you and her and you have to deal with shit because there's no family around and i think that is a huge aspect in the third trimester You're just like i need help somebody help me yeah and sure. having family visit was a blessing at times mm. yeah we 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 didn't have any help either um yeah you know our, our parents are either on the other side of london or in another country um so we very much were on our own with things however we didn't have too bad a third trimester, if I remember correctly. She was she was okay. Um, she didn't. There was no savagery. She didn't feel sick or um, was too immobile with anything. Though, yeah, like I said before, anything below knee height, she couldn't bend down for it. Um, it, it, it was actually okay, kind of anticlimactic. It was more so that she was getting a bit fed up with being pregnant towards the end. Yeah. And she just wanted the kid out. Uh, Quinn was, she was really active in the room. She was really bloody active. So I remember when we were in bed and I'd be hugging Romana, you know, like sp spanning my arm across a continent of flesh <laughs> to, 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 to cup her. Um, and... Quinn would be kicking. She would feel me on her back. So I, on her back. So I would rub where her back would be and she would push out. And she always did that. Mm -hmm. Always did it. That's really cool. Always That's remember that. But did Romana struggle to sleep at all? Because I know with Alex, like, obviously, can't, oh. she couldn't sleep on her stomach because obviously yeah. that would be harmful for the baby. Um, and so she had to just sleep on her side. But then Amelie, when she was in the womb, would protest if she didn't like the position that Alex was in. And so Alex would get comfortable and then baby would just kick off a storm. And so Alex would have to move and then she'd be irritated and woken up and it was not good. Yeah, I, I agree. We had the same kind of thing. Um, I, 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 think, I think I'm forgetting all this stuff now because uh, <laughs> everything else has happened since. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, Romana, she also wasn't able to be uh, on her back, uh, no, on her side, uh, for the entirety of the night because Quinn would kick up a fuss as well. She had all kinds of pillow contraptions. Oh yeah, pregnancy pillow. I forgot pregnancy about that. Pregnancy pillows. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. God. Big long pillows. Th they're amazing by the way to sleep in. I love those babies. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, she, she still has it occasionally. Your, yep. your legs that go all the way around you like the like yep. giant turds. Yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> we had so many. What, we had so what many. What kind of poos do you do? <laughs> <laughs> How big is your arsehole, mate? <laughs> Nine month turds. Oh. So, no, no, no. Love you, Quinn. So, <laughs> so she she had uh, bought like a shitload of pillows, different types, ones that go between the legs, ones that go all the way around you like a tube, um, and it was just uncomfortable on our medium size mattress. Yeah, we've got we got a medium size mattress because we rent, um, and that was taking up two thirds of the bed, and she would be waking up constantly. She'd have to go for a piss. 
every hour oh, or God, something. Yeah, the pissing. The Jesus. pissing. Oh. It's really bad. Urine has never yeah. been such a pain in the ass as it is during pregnancy. Fucking hell. Well, you got to, when you travel, you got to plan for piss. You yeah. really have to. Well, do. I mean, that's kind of like having a kid though, because like with kids, they piss a lot. Nappies. Well, yeah, but you, you know, you have to deal with it in a lot more of an immediate sense. Now, when Alex was pregnant, she always made it to the toilet, thankfully. But <laughs> when you have a kid, the piss can come at any time, especially when you're changing the baby. Anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves there because um, we'll talk about all the joys of having um, babies in a later episode. But I think this is a good place to wrap up um, this particular episode of Overly Honest Dads, the first ever episode of Overly Honest Dads. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're going to keep on doing these. Um, I think we're going to try and launch with three podcasts, we said. Um, so uh, this being the preg- uh, the one about pregnancy. Uh, next time around, we're going to talk about uh, being a dad or being the man that's sort of standing there helplessly as his wife or partner is giving birth. So we'll talk about all of that. So um, all that remains to do is thank you guys for listening thanks for trying out our podcast um we really do appreciate it and we'll try and get better as we go um we've opened up an email address overly honest dads at gmail.com that's overly honest dads at gmail.com if you have any feedback for us or any questions feel free to write in um if you're looking for any advice from us knuckleheads um uh, let us know or if you have an idea for something that we uh, can cover or if you just want to tell us we're idiots and you hate us then feel free to do that as well we welcome all feedback um so uh, i want to say a huge thanks to magnus hello and thank you <laughs> <laughs> as you can tell we need to do a bit of work on this um thank you to john good night and thank you the listeners uh thanks for joining us and we'll speak to you again soon goodbye Thank you.